Sometimes cancer can make people feel like they don't have what it takes to make it through. Percy, what do you say we encourage people today? You know what, Wayne? Let's do that. There is good news, my friend. And that is even when we do lack the strength to make it through, God can carry us through it all. The creator of the universe said he would help us and he would give us strength and that he would make a way. Let's talk about it. All right. We're going to hear from someone who believes that God himself carried her through cancer. Stay with us. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I welcome you to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We're going to talk about failing strength, but God being more than enough today, Percy. Yeah, in the hour and the day that we live in, this message is so relevant because people are struggling and wondering if they can get through another day, another moment, another hour. And we're here to remind the cancer community and everyone at large that God's strength will not fail us. And it is more than enough to bring us through, my friend. Yes. Well, you pre-recorded the interview we're going to hear in a few moments, and I've already listened to it. And let me say this. Uh, I want this lady on my side. <laughs> I want her pulling for me. So you're going to find out why as you listen to our special guest coming up in just a moment. But I have a question for our listeners. What would you have done differently on your cancer journey? What has God taught you? What would you have done differently on your cancer journey? That's our question this week. And believe me, we read the responses that come in. We'd love to hear from you. You can answer that question at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, I see you reading the responses to those questions that we ask. Absolutely. Along with you, my friend. And I have a response from an Andalusia, Alabama uh, listener. And the question that was asked uh, of them or at that time when they were listening was, how did or does your faith make a difference to you in your cancer journey? And this is what they had to say. I have good days and I have bad days. But God, if it were not for the measure of faith God has given to me, I would not make it from day to day. I was diagnosed with a certain type of cancer in March 2019. At this time... There is no known cure for that type of cancer. Mm. I went through stem cell transplant, and I believe that Jesus has healed me. My healing may not be as some may count healing, but God has given me this measure of faith. I know that Jesus has won the battle. Each morning, he wakes me up. I know he has granted me another day of the precious gift of life for his purpose. Thank you so much for this uh, podcast. I needed to understand in greater depth the measure of faith that I have been given by my Father. Amen. Wow. Wow. Well, we thank God for the opportunity we have to pass along the encouragement uh, here on the program, don't we? Amen. It's good news, and we continue to share that with everyone that listens. Yep. Hey, thanks for your response. And if you'd like to respond to this week's question, what would you have done differently on your cancer journey? Just go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Question. If you're concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE. 
That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. I know you uh, have the scriptures open there. Percy, you want to share what you're reading? Our spiritual nugget for today and the foundation that will establish this conversation on is found in Psalms, the third chapter, verse number three. Very short verse of scripture here. But you, you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts my head. Verse four, I'll read also, I cried to the Lord with my voice and he heard me from his holy hill. Hmm. Today, we're going to hear from someone that's going to help us to understand how they tapped into that spiritual principle and empowered themselves to work through a very serious set of difficult days while also dealing with the cancer diagnosis also. All right. Recorded earlier, here's Percy with today's guest. Well, I'm excited today. With me is Shuna Boyano, who is a... um, former breast cancer patient treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Philadelphia and who is now cancer-free. Welcome to the program, my dear. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, in looking at you, first and foremost, I say you you look like you are a perfect picture of health. You look strong, vibrant, uh, cheerful. Uh, as mentioned in the opening, you are a former cancer patient. Let's talk about your journey and your walk with regard to cancer. Okay. And um, first and foremost, um, where were you and how did you feel when you were initially told that you had cancer? Well, I had just moved to Philadelphia and um, I'd had my mammograms in New York. Uh-huh. Um, I was really hesitant or I procrastinated actually. Okay. I was four months behind on those mammograms uh-huh. and my doctor in New York kept calling, kept calling. He was diligent. Well, good for him or her. And... um Finally, I went up and to New York and had the mammograms. And the same lady for nine years had been giving me the mammograms. And she said, you know, I'll call if there's a problem. You know, no call. Everything's good to go. Okay. So I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything. And then the next thing you know, here comes a call. Hmm. So the woman calls me and she goes, I need you to come back. Okay. And I, like I said, I just moved to Philadelphia from upstate New York okay. and I um I I got scared. So I said, You never call me. Why are you calling me now? Yeah. So I went back up and they took more pictures and they they sent me home and then they called me back again. And they said, We need you to come back for ultrasound and sonograms and more pictures. Okay. So now I'm scared. Sure. Now sure. I'm scared. Um, so I said to her, is there a way I said, what is the worst case scenario here? Okay. So she said, well, we'll need a biopsy. So we'll read the pictures and call you to come back. Mm. I said, I live in Philadelphia. I can't keep making this trip. Yeah. So can we do the biopsy after you read the same day? That way we can get everything done and we can go from there. So they had agreed and, um, I did the biopsy and everything and about, a week or so went by, and I hadn't heard anything. And then finally they called, and they said, we have the results. Do you have a primary care physician in Philadelphia to deliver whatever news we have? Huh? And at that time, I, I knew no one. Okay. I hadn't even been here 
a month. Okay, so you're Maybe. still getting acclimated to the area. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I left when I was 17. I was 54 when I came back. Got it. So I, I really, I didn't even know the area. I, okay. I knew a few of my neighbors, but, yeah. you know. So you're still new to the community. Right. So I um, I didn't have a physician, so I had called my older sister. Okay. And she says, well, here's the guy I use. And I didn't want to use the guy she used, so uh, I took somebody in the office. Got it. Okay. So it was a stranger, but you that know, delivered the information. But she to was you. still a doctor. Okay. So I get a call. She gets the information, and she says to me, um, "Now I work nights. I work ten, 10 to six. Okay. And so she says, um, "Can you come to see me like now at four o'clock?" I said, four o'clock. I I work at ten. No, I can't. Can you tell me the information on the phone?" She says, "No, ma'am." So she says, come to my office tomorrow at 11. You don't need an appointment. Just come in. Okay. And how many times do you have a doctor say to you, you don't need an appointment. Just walk in. Very rare. So I get there and I walk in and the two of them, her assistant and herself, are standing there looking at me like doom and gloom, you know, and I'm saying to myself, well, this can't be good. Right, right. So they say, how are you? Now, what what kind of question is that? How are you? Yeah. So I say, um, I don't know. I said, I might not be too good. The two of you are standing there looking like doom and gloom. Yeah. So I said, so let's get on with this. What, what, what you got for me? Sure. So they said, come in, sit down. I come in and sit down. She says, I have good news and I have bad news. Okay. I said, so, okay, what's your bad news? Sure. Let's do that first. Okay. You have cancer. Okay. I said, okay. What's the good news? You're curable. So I said, well, that works for me. Okay. Okay. So I get up, and I'm ready to walk away. She says, well, wait a minute. I said, what's wrong? I said, oh, before I go, can you give me the name of somebody? So she did. Okay. And um, I took the name, and, and I go to go home, and she said, are you all right? I said, sure, I'm fine. What do you mean? I said, you said the magic words. I'm curable. Yeah, I mean, and, and so, if I can, I'll jump in right here. I. Again, I've been doing this a long time. I've been talking to cancer patients a long time. And I now myself am a newly diagnosed cancer patient also. So with that being said, I've heard a lot of stories uh, and versions of how people are actually, how they have that news delivered to them, where they have that news delivered to them. And I'm not sure if there's really a perfect way to do that. There certainly are ways that can be done better versus others. But what I certainly can say with regard to hearing your version of that story is I appreciated the fact that she gave you both sides of the story and asked which version you wanted first. I love the fact that you chose the worst case scenario first so that you could end up on the positive side of the fence. I think that what every cancer patient obviously is looking for and wanting to hear is good news. I just recently sat in your seat and I know the questions in your mind are, is this curable? Can we do something about this? So you're told, yes, there's something that can be done. Okay, we have cancer, but this cancer is treatable. As I frequently say on this podcast, cancer is often treatable and survivable. That's not always the case, but in many, many cases, that can be true. So you receive that information. So how did you start down that road to treatment? What types of treatment and care did you receive? Chemotherapy, radiation? I got um, chemotherapy and then a a process called IORT, which is intraoperative radiation therapy. 
Um, the surgeon did a lumpectomy or partial mastectomy. Okay. And then I got irradiated on the table. Okay. So that way I didn't have to go through eight, 10, 12 weeks of radiation. So I was very fortunate. Yep. So that. you basically had surgery and then you had a, um, an, uh, a form of radiation. A dose of radiation on the table. On the table. And so you start down this process, this path of treatment and care. Uh, mentally and emotionally, I would have to imagine that, you know, you, you needed and, and desired support. Did you have family, friends, a community, a um, village? I, I did have family. Good. Um, but I got to tell you, my family here was amazing. And not, not to say that my family, I have, I mean, they stood in when they could, but you know, everybody has their own lives. And so just so we can be do. clear, your family here, are you talking about the Cancer Treatment Center of America family? Okay. Absolutely. So with that being said, yeah, let's uh, talk about uh, a couple of other things, uh, which you and I discussed prior to the recording of the show. You also had to deal with the fact that your dad was diagnosed with cancer Absolutely. and also did not survive his battle of cancer. No, Is that he correct? did not. Yes. So within the time frame of you being told that you had cancer, how and when did that come into the picture? My father, well, it, it was a series of deaths. It wasn't just my father. My mother passed, then my father passed, then my little brother passed. Oh, wow. So it was bang, bang, bang. I'm within, so sorry within, to hear that. within eight years, I lost many, many people, family. family. And then here you are. And then not, not, it wasn't even, I don't believe, three, four years later, wow. I was diagnosed with cancer. So, so when you were told uh, that you had cancer, were you surprised, given the fact that you've had some history in your family? No. Okay. No, I wasn't because my grandfather had passed of uh, pancreatic can okay. uh, lung cancer, and my grandmother had died with pancreatic cancer. However, breast cancer was not in my family okay. at all. Okay, so that was so that the, was that was the rub. That was the big surprise. That was for different. Me. So after going through uh, a series of, I'm sure, phone calls, trial and error, et cetera, et cetera, you find yourself. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, you made reference to the fact that your family here, and I would imagine that would include your oncologist, all of your uh, the clinical staff, mm -hmm. uh, nutritionists, etc. Oh yeah, uh, all of those folks rallied around you. And but it, uh, it wasn't just that, you know. Um, if I needed pastoral care, that was available okay. to me. Okay, um, just a mind body people. Yep. Uh, the whole, the integrative. It was the whole the whole integrative process okay. here, and we whole. talk about that a lot on the show with regard to integrative care and what yes. that is. So you so you really did then get supported and got surrounded. Oh, it was amazing with a t with a team and village of people. Um, at some point in this process, uh, I would have to imagine as many people do, uh, you begin to think about or kick into your faith or your spirituality, and what this show. Uh, does not prescribe per se is one particular direction or pathway how people utilize and experience their spirituality and faith. So my question to you would be, uh, how did your faith or your spirituality work for you? How did you apply that to your process? And what was the benefits of that for you? In my mind's eye, um, I had gone through so much yeah, a I lot just, of loss. A, not just the loss, just the trials and tribulations of, of life, life and how life tends to beat you sure. down. And I just, I figured this couldn't be the end. Okay. I just knew he had something else okay. for me. Okay. Um, it, it, he wasn't done with me yet. Okay. So, um, okay. That, so that gave me, I guess, hope. 
You know, it's a, it's a great old song that was sung by James Cleveland many, many years ago. And boy, I'm aging myself and dating myself when I make reference to James Cleveland. But he he uh, wrote a song, uh, I Ain't No Ways Tired. You know, he brought me, he didn't bring me this far to leave me. To leave. And so to hear that, uh, it sounds like then that became the undergirding um, element of strength along with all of your good clinical and medical support and Absolutely. care that then allowed you to say, hey, I've been through uh, a lot of things. I've seen a lot that has happened. You've had a lot of loss and the trials oh, yeah. of life that I'm not stopping here. This is not the end oh, of the no. road. No, and my family wouldn't allow it to begin with. <laughs> my family would not allow it's it. Like and habit. that's that's when they came in. You know, they may not have been here initially with, yep. you know, with everything else, but once they saw how sick I truly was, they mm-hmm. did come. So that and so great. having all of that working in you and around you today on this side of that story, what is it that you could say was the key element that allowed you to keep moving God. forward? Okay. God. Yeah. He's the only one that could have, mm-hmm. you know, he carried me. When I couldn't walk. carry myself, yeah, when, when I couldn't walk yeah. anymore, you know. Footprints in the sand. Well, that's right. When I couldn't do what I had to do, the only thing I could do was give it to God. Yeah. And I did, you know. And so here you are today. You look great, as Thanks. I stated earlier. Um, you're still in the Philadelphia area. I am. And so what? what's going on with... Uh, Shuna's life now. What are you doing? What's going on with your with your world? Your your past your cancer treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in many cases, uh, people who have gone through the process of the mental, emotional, physical rigors of being a cancer patient uh, tend to find a cause of some sort that they that they go out and rally around or do. What are you well, currently doing? Oh gosh, what am I currently doing? Yeah, uh, this is a funny thing. I've always wanted to sing. Okay. But I never had the, if you'll pardon the expression, testicular fortitude. Okay. To stand up in front of people and actually belt out a note. Just do it. Just do it. And I said to myself, you conquered cancer, girlfriend. What are you waiting for? Hey. What are you waiting for? I just beat cancer. That's right. (laughs) So now I'm taking voice lessons. Uh, I'm singing. And it's amazing. How nice is that? Um, I just... The things I had fear to do, I, I'm kind of fearless now. So. You know, it's interesting because I'm I'm currently walking through that that mental metamorphosis, and I yeah. I've always been a pretty courageous kind of go after it kind of guy. But you're exactly right. After you've been told that you have cancer and you work through that process, you really think you can do anything. It's oh, yeah. an amazing mental transformation. It really, take. really is. And and the average person who who hasn't experienced that, it's going to be hard for them to wrap their head around that. But but I, I now stand to tell you, I know exactly what that feeling is like, that you have you just have no fear of anything no. or anyone about anything at this point. You just push forward and do what you need to do. You know what else is really special, I think, is that um, you don't sweat the small stuff Absolutely. anymore. Yeah. Um, you take a whole new view on what... It's really important. Yeah, yeah, the priorities of life. Um, yeah, so that that was a big change for me. Big, big, big change. Well, I tell you what, I, I want to hear when you're ready to publicly belt out whatever <laughs> the song that is in your heart. I want, you know, you, you get back in contact with me. I want to hear that and, and uh, we'll uh, record another show. Maybe you'll sing a, a tune for us when you're ready. I would love to. And that would be fantastic. I would love to. Last question with, with the 
10, 15 seconds that I have left, Shona, what is uh, one thing that energizes and turns the fire of hope in you today? Just the thought that I have time. I have more time that I can wake up tomorrow. Mm. Um, you know, I know that tomorrow is promised to nobody. Yeah. But um, I'm here. You are here. I am here. And that's that's the, the, the thing that is good because two, three years ago, I may not have been yeah. had they not diagnosed me. Yeah. So I and the thought that I know he has something for me somewhere, sometime. So that's that's for me. Today, you have heard from Shuna Boyano, who is now a uh, cancer free former breast cancer patient who treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, tuning up her pipes and lungs to sing the songs uh, that's in our heart because she knows that God has more for her. Thank you so much for sharing your story You're today. You're welcome. Bless you. See what I mean? I want you on my side. All right. <laughs> Percy, we'll continue to talk about it here in just a moment. You know, caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in churches. And to address this issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. If you're a pastor, a leader, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. And joining is free. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join the Ministry Leaders Network. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We met a very special lady here just a few moments ago. Percy, thank you for bringing these guests to us. Well, it's a pleasure to do so. And again, we 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 glean so much insight, Wayne. You know, we couldn't make this up if we wanted to. No. To hear about real life uh, processes, feelings, emotions, and more importantly, uh, the testimonies of the saints of how God uh, rescued them and found them in their times of trouble and distress and enabled them to move beyond what appeared to be a dark and difficult time. That was indeed yeah. the case with Shuna. And I'm like you, I want her on my team yeah, as well. My yeah, friend. well, I mean, we can talk more about everything she said, but I was particularly touched when she talked about that, getting that phone call. First mm. of all, I mean, anyone who's gotten a phone call or gotten news like that knows where they were when they got that information, right? It's one of those life-stopping uh, moments when you get a cancer diagnosis. And, uh, you know, they said, come on in, no appointment necessary which really uh, raised the red flag, didn't it? That, that, that's well, got to be a tough thing. It, it's true. And, you know, and if you notice, I start every interview, particularly with every cancer patient, 
uh, with the question of where were you, you know, when you got that news yeah, and, and yeah. how did that impact you? Yeah. And, you know, and I remember, Wayne, the day when it was my turn to get mm -hmm. that phone call. And and I shall never forget uh, when uh, the GI called me and, you know, basically, and he was stammering and he was really struggling. Oh, oh. I could tell that he, he did not want to say to me what he had to say. That's got to be the hardest thing for doctors to do. You know, you've you've heard stories, and I certainly have, of of in some cases, certainly not all, where uh, individuals felt that they they got a very hard and a very cold uh, kind of call from uh, some. In some cases, you know, in this particular case, I knew just because of the the trepidation in in his voice that. I knew that he had, you know, something to tell me. And before he even said it, I told him, I said, Doc, just go ahead and just tell me in plain language. It's okay. And he did. And it gave him the strength and the courage to do so. But the point to be made is I remember when I got that call and I remember exactly the feeling that 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 comes over you and, and you just it just washes over you sort of like standing underneath a, hmm. a, 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 the Niagara Falls where you're just yeah. getting dumped on and you and it's a chill and it, you are immobilized and you are frozen in time for, you know, at least, you know, in my particular case, that was about 60 seconds where I literally was like, thank you. I appreciate the phone call. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and we just proceeded from there. Yeah. So with that, yeah, it was chilling uh, to hear her step through that. Uh, but again, it's, it's a good sense of insight of what cancer patients experience when they're told that they have cancer yeah. for the first time. And here's a lady who had suffered so much loss even before she got that diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she talked about, you know, uh, several family members that had passed away. I'm not, I don't think that all of them were directly related to cancer per se, uh, but she had experienced loss. And, and I think the point that is worth highlighting here is that one of the things that I had learned from cancer patients over the years, and then of course now able to kind of uh, commiserate with, is the fact that when you're told that you have cancer, you do think about death and dying. Death and dying becomes something that gets put on the top of, of your radar. And so imagine having gone through, I think she said it was about three years prior to being told that she had cancer, that she had lost multiple members, mm -hmm. that, you know, death is very much, uh, there's an awareness of death and the loss of life. And now here she is uh, with facing that. And I'm sure she thought about, you know, the potentiality or the possibility of death and dying. And so it was a very chilling uh, kind of historical time frame for her that then she was able to work through and, and push her way through and thank God that she did. So yeah, it was it was interesting to hear that for sure. Yeah. And to have the Lord to lean on at times like that, I mean, what would we do without him, huh? Well, and she talks about that and she talked about the fact that, you know, when she was initially told, uh, she wasn't really, uh, she really wasn't surprised, she said. She said she wasn't really, you know, yeah. thrown back uh, with her diagnosis. But again, she had believed and, and again, this is where when we talk about our faith kicking in and and being applied to those type of circumstances, she said that she just simply believed that God was not done with her yet. She just put that into her consciousness and into her belief system and said, I don't believe that he's done with me at this point. And so I'm going to work through this with his help and I'm going to lean on him to get through this. Hmm. Well, we'll talk more in just a moment with Percy McCray, but let me mention to you something that's uh, kind of new. Maybe you haven't made use of it yet. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? 
With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question and answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Now, the Alexa skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access this tool, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center. And you can say that to any Amazon device and get that response. And you can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. And I'm going to put Percy on the spot. Have you used the Alexa skill, Percy? I have. I absolutely did. Uh, I wanted to see exactly uh, the functionality uh, of it. I had not, up until that point, uh, used Alexa under any set of circumstances. So it was kind of my trial run. It's kind of the newest thing, isn't it? It is. And I was I was really amazed at, again, uh, how succinct uh, the answers were to the questions that you would pose to it. And so it is a great resource. Cool. And again, how immediate the resource, the response is from the resource as well. It's not like, you know, you're trying to call someone, you're waiting for someone to give you a call back. There, there are prompt answers and responses to most questions, and I think uh, well over 80, I believe it is, that uh, yeah. uh, that it provides uh, 800 response. questions. 800 I'm sorry, questions 800. And 40 different cancer types, symptoms, and risk factors. So well over 800 responses to, to different cancer types and questions. So that's a, that's a large number uh, to be able to get some responsive information almost instantaneously as you ask it. So with that, it is a great resource yep. and a great tool. Great and I encourage tool. everyone to take advantage of it. Have you taken advantage of the free resources we offer at healthhopeandinspiration.com? This week's featured resource, Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients. You can download this right now. You can download and print as many copies as you want and share it around with friends and family that you sense may need this. Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients, available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, just going back for a moment to what uh, Shuna shared with you on the program here today, she concluded by saying, we're not promised tomorrow. But I have today. I had that that spoke to me as well. Well, you know, it's biblical and, and Jesus basically shared the same school of thought where he basically said it this way, as I paraphrase, take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. And that basically talking about living in the moment and in, in the presence of now, in the present of now mm -hmm. uh, and being in the presence of God. And of course, as as spiritual beings, we have to be reminded, though we still live in this earthly tabernacle, the Word of God says, that we are eternal creatures that will uh, also spend eternity with God. And so Jesus was trying to encourage people to be reminded of, you know, don't let the troubles of tomorrow or next week or, or the fears of that ca cascade into your moment of now. Get into the present and presence of me and allow that to minister to you in this moment and in this hour, which will theoretically carry us through to the next moment, which then can be tomorrow. But we have to get through today first in order to get to our tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So we focus on that and we allow the spiritual moment and the presence of God to minister us, minister to us in the moment of where we stand. 
I'll ask you to conclude our program by going back to that scripture passage you shared earlier in just a moment, Percy. But we may have new listeners here. New people are coming along all the time. Mm. And if you've yet to subscribe to this podcast, I hope you'll do that through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts and other places as well. And you can leave reviews of this podcast online, which are really helpful. That attracts other people to what uh, we're talking about, and maybe they'll find a need met here on this podcast, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. So go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. You shared some inspiration from Psalms earlier. Percy, you want to go back to that? Well, now that we've heard from Shuna and and heard her testimony, this scripture now really should come alive inside of our consciousness. And so Psalms 3, uh, verses 3 and 4 says, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me. We heard Shuna talk about how the faithfulness of God, the hope of God, the presence of God became like a shield for her as she was walking through and traversing through the fiery darts of her journey and her travel with cancer. My glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice and he heard me from his holy hill. Today, we want to remind everyone that God is your shield and your buckler, as a matter of fact, that he will protect you and that he will give you a passage through as you navigate the tough scenarios and the fiery darts of the wicked one that may be trying to come against you. And that at the end of the day, when you cry out to him, he will hear your voice and that he will uh, respond to you accordingly so that you can go forth and declare the goodness and the glory of the Lord. And so mm. be encouraged and be strengthened today to know so good. that the best is yet to come. So good. That's Pastor P. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Pastor, we'll see you next time. Absolutely. Until then, remember, we've got work to do. Please keep chopping the wood. God bless. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.